TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, everybody? It's said Lovers. Come on, son, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. The podcast. Soundtracks is what we're doing, but this is the podcast oversaw by the one and only, the late, great, Combat Jack, who I always give props to every podcast. Now, this podcast is going to be a labor of love. But first, let me tell you all what we're going to do on this project. Number one, we're going to talk about 25 years uh, that it took an artist to get a number one hit. And that happened today in 1984. So, come on, son, that's coming up. We're also going to talk about one of your favorite R&B singers who's trying to move for an acquittal, in his case, in Chicago. Come on, son. We got that coming up. Plus, we're going to talk about people sending people damn airdrops and how it almost got a flight canceled. Come on, son. We're going to talk about that. And Alfredo saw it spilt all over the highway in a certain place in America. Got to cover that. Come on, son. And today at 19... 72, somebody from Brooklyn did something that nobody else had ever done. Come on, son. We got to talk about that. Plus, this episode of the best black soundtracks to movies ever. And I'm going to tell you why I'm calling this volume one. All that's coming up on Come On, Son, the podcast. Let's get it popping. Come on, son, 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 Welcome back, y'all. It's me, Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Man, did y'all hear about a truck crashed in Memphis, Tennessee and spilled Alfredo sauce all over the highway and one woman was hurt? In the crash, I guess her car slid in the Alfredo sauce. Yes, this is absolutely true. One woman was hurt after a truck spilled Alfredo sauce on the highway in Memphis, Tennessee. And immediately after the crash, nobody can find a chicken in in Memphis, Tennessee. Because they know that somebody was out there looking to make some chicken Alfredo. So those chickens went missing real quick, yo. Now check this out, man. Somebody... On a Southwest Airlines flight to Cabo San Lucas, airdropped naked pictures to other passengers, almost causing the flight to be canceled. Can you imagine? Come on, son. You get on a flight to Cabo San Lucas, and all of a sudden, your iPhone is on. Your airdrop is on. Somebody's trying to airdrop somebody else naked pictures, and like, damn near half the plane get the pictures. And the pilot was like, so many people are appalled. 
by the pictures that he almost had to cancel the flight. This is absolutely true, y'all. Somebody on a Southwest Airlines flight to Cabo San Lucas airdropped naked pictures to other passengers, almost causing the flight to be canceled. The reason for the cancellation, the naked pictures of Madonna made almost all the passengers sick. <laughs> no, nobody wants to see Madonna naked, y'all. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. Let me tell y'all else what's going on out there. And I told you about something in Brooklyn, right? Uh, on this day, today, in 1972, Bobby Fischer from Brooklyn, New York, became the first American to win the World Chess Championship. You got people right now playing chess all over. Every time I go in the barbershop, somebody's in there playing chess. But Bobby Fischer is from Brooklyn, New York. On this day, in 1972, became the first American to win the World Chess Championship. And when somebody later on in life told Biggie about it, Biggie said, if you don't know, you know, you know, that's where that line came from. Because <laughs> he's from Brooklyn and Biggie's from Brooklyn, man. That's just some of the stuff happening around the world. Did y'all hear about the Trade the Truth um, and Zero fight? Well, Zero said he got sucker punched. I don't know exactly what transpired. I saw Trade the Truth post on his Instagram that people got it misconstrued on what happened. Apparently, 10 or so years ago, Trade the Truth and Zero were working together. I don't know why they stopped talking, but they say there was never no real beef. It was just two people that grew apart. Trade the Truth saw Zero during uh, 50 Cent's Tycoon Weekend in uh, Houston. And he was like, yo, let me holler at you for a minute because they hadn't really talked, talked, right? You know when other people get involved is he said, she said, so they never talked. So he said... He asked Trey, you talking to me? And Trey was like, yeah. He couldn't believe that he was actually talking to him because they had seen each other at other spaces and other places, and they didn't speak. So Zero says when he went over to the side of the Sprinter van to talk to Trey, somebody sucker punched him, and then he got jumped. He's like, there's a lot of fists. There's a lot of kicking. And we saw the video. He was down on all fours, hands around his head, trying to protect himself. Bunch of dudes called him bitch-ass nigga, all of this. And then when he got up, the police were there and wouldn't let him do a one-on-one -on -one with anybody. Let me say this. Come on, son. There's no props in jumping somebody. There's no, you cannot beat on somebody, a bunch of y'all, and call him a bitch-ass nigga. You the bitch-ass nigga because you won't fight him one-on-one. -on -one. And Trey, I didn't see Trey throwing any punches. I'm not going to say it was Trey the Truth. I got a lot of respect for Trey the Truth, what he do in the community and all that. He's a beautiful human being. But what I'm trying to portray is there's no real win when y'all jump somebody, whoever it was, whoever, whether they were in trades camp, whether they just jumped in out of nowhere. Stop calling somebody all kind of names when y'all are jumping him. Call him that name after you knocked him out by yourself. That's my point. Come on, son. There's no real props in jumping on somebody and stomping somebody out and then calling them all kind of bitch ass niggas. No. How did he supposed to fight everybody? Like, come on. But I'm just hoping that there's a dialogue that can happen between Zero and, and Trey the Truth. They're both legends in the hip-hop game and squash your beef, gentlemen, because we don't need it. Come on, son. So I was on Instagram, and I saw Matt Hoffa, who has a very good podcast, in a barbershop, and he was talking to DJ Drama. Now, apparently, Drama and Jeezy got back together, and they're doing something special between the two of them. 
Well, Drama was talking about how he came up, how he started DJing in 1992, and then he went on to say there was other DJs out there, specifically DJ Nabs, and DJ Nabs was doing this, doing that, doing albums, and all of this stuff, and then DJ Nabs, after a while, was nowhere to be seen or heard from, and Nabs kind of got upset about it, and when I saw it, I, I kind of got upset about it. I took it as a disrespect, and because Nabs didn't even stop doing radio until 2018, when I was on syndicated across the country, Nabs was my DJ. Okay, when I here in Atlanta. So Nabs has always been doing his thing. Just because somebody's not flying high on the radar don't mean that they're not doing their thing. So I hit drama and I was like, yo, bruh, you know that this business has its ups and downs. Come on, son. That was foul how you talked about Nabs. And then he was like, yo, Ed, look at what I wrote under Nabs' comments. And he wrote something very nice to Nabs saying that he did not mean to throw him under the bus. His words weren't chosen correctly. He gave Nabs his number. He was like, let's talk about it, homeboy. Let's do some shit together. I got nothing but respect for you as a legend. And I said to Drama, that's fucking huge. That's what men do. When you know that you've made a mistake, you make the mistake. You correct the mistake. And I respect DJ Drama. I love him and I love DJ Nabs for both being man enough to listen to each other and for Drama realizing that what he said did not come out of his mouth correctly and it made Nabs look like he wasn't shit. And I'm glad that he cleared that up. So come on, son, because I love both y'all and I'm glad that y'all got y'all shit straight and got everything together between y'all, man. Did y'all see that R. Kelly? Come on, son. His attorneys are trying to get an acquittal, move for an acquittal, having the judge throw out his case in Chicago. He's accused of producing child pornography, distributing child pornography, all of this stuff. So the young lady, like I told y'all before, who he peed on in the video is now 37 years old. And she testified against him. Good luck, said. And so did a lot of other people testified against him. It was like four or five Women that testified they were 14 and R. Kelly taped them and was having sex with them and knew how old they were. This is his second trial. Remember in the first trial in New York, he was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in federal penitentiary. This is his Chicago trial. And I think he has another Minnesota trial. But they're trying to move for an acquittal. And as that shit comes along, we'll find out what's going on with that. Come on, son. Now, did y'all hear this? Donovan Mitchell... Spider Mitchell just got traded to the Cavaliers from the U-Child Jazz. I don't know all the details of the deal yet, what they got, but Cavaliers, when you could have went to the Knicks, homie, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Give it, son. Fuck that. I would be pissed if I was you. And the Denver Broncos just reached a huge deal with uh, Russell Wilson, their quarterback. Uh, it's like a 260-something million dollar deal, and he's guaranteed $165 million of it. And Lamar Jackson still hasn't reached the deal with um, Baltimore yet. And he's talking about playing. If I was you, uh, Lamar, they gave Deshaun Watson $300 million. If you don't give me $300 million or more guaranteed money, I'm not fucking playing. Because you are MVP of the league. You have done way more than Deshaun Watson. You ain't done more than Russell Wilson. But you've done way more than Deshaun Watson and uh, the dude in Arizona, whatever the fuck his name is. You've done more than both of them. And they both getting more money than you? That doesn't make any fucking sense. So come on, son, to that. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to explore something, the best black movie soundtracks of all time. This is Ed Love and this is Come On, Side. Whether it's your kicks, your clothes, or anything else, going with the best gives you that swagger and confidence to be yourself, to be bold, 
and to live large. Living large is all about being authentic, cool under pressure, and prepared for whatever comes your way. You always got to be the man with a plan, and when life throws those special moments at you, you can't accept anything less than the gold standard. Magnum Law's condoms help you play it cool and stay protected. Magnum, live large. Look for Magnum condoms wherever condoms are sold. All right, listen. The current chicken sandwich craze is wild in me, son, because there's only one crispy chicken sandwich that comes with the whole experience that leaves your mouth on cloud nine, and that, my friends, can only be found at McDonald's. Like when you open up the Silver Line Crispy Chicken Sandwich bag for the first time, it's like your own special present. Plus the steam that softly comes out, that's the best surprise. Oh, and let's not forget about how your fingers glisten from the buttery buns bite after bite. The perfect balance of pickle to crispy chicken, and last but certainly not least, the crumbs at the bottom of the bag. Marking your last chance to savor those final bites and say goodbye to the sandwich you won't believe. It's already gone. Make your own crispy, juicy, tender moments and order a crispy chicken sandwich at your favorite neighborhood McDonald's or pre-order on the app today. The McDonald's is kicking off Future 22, a campaign celebrating 22 leaders of the next generation across the country who are making an impact in their communities right now. The civil rights movement was full of young Gen Z leaders, and the influx of young leaders we're seeing today are all on the road to being just as historical as those in the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower even more youth and culture. They're taking a stand and speaking out. Now McDonald's is celebrating their efforts and the impact they're leaving on the world. Ever heard of Anya Dillard? She's an 18-year-old activist that started the Next Gen Come Up, a nonprofit that encourages activism and community service. Anya's story is just one of many purpose-filled missions that McDonald's is showcasing. So check it out right now and see plenty of more stories like hers on Instagram at WeAreGolden. Go Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. Try Gold Peak. Welcome back to Killer Son. It's me, Ed Lover. I'm back again. This was a labor of love for me. Sometimes I just sit around, y'all, and I really try to figure out what my podcast is going to be about. So the other day, I was sitting around And I was like, damn, what can I do a podcast on? And I was running shit through my head. What should I do a podcast on? And it it came to me. Soundtracks to movies used to be an event all by themselves. Am I right or wrong? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So I was like, damn, let me do a podcast on the best black movie soundtracks of all time. So I started digging into it. I even went on my Instagram and I asked people, hey, I need your help. My next podcast is going to be about the best black podcast, I mean, best black soundtracks of all time as far as podcasts are concerned, right? So once I put it out there, here, listen. This is Ed Lover. Hey, listen, I need your help with something. Yeah, the beard is straggly. I'm going to the barbershop. Yeah, my shit look fucked up. But listen, I need your help with something. I'm putting together my brand new podcast called Killer at Sun, the podcast. This is a brand new episode I'm putting together. So I'm looking for your opinion on what are the best black movie soundtracks of all time. Black movies, Go to my comments and list your thoughts. The best black movie soundtracks of all time. I'm talking about like Waiting to Exhale, Above the Rim, 
the Juice soundtrack, of course, the Who's the Man soundtrack, all the other black movies that you could think of, which of these black movies had the best soundtracks because I'm doing a whole Kabod Sunder podcast episode coming up on the best black movie soundtracks of all time. I need your help, so help me out, all right? Comment below. Thanks. And let me tell y'all something, y'all. Let me tell y'all something immediately. I got so many damn comments on that. So many comments, y'all. I don't even want to. I don't. Let me tell you something, man. I got so many damn comments. Let me tell you how many comments. Comments are crazy, y'all. I wish I could shut this damn thing up. It was a lot of people that commented, right? From a lot of a, a lot of different walks of life. So I say that to say this. Once I started reading their comments, I realized that this is going to take more than one volume because you can't talk about black movie soundtracks without talking about the 70s. So this might be a teachable moment for some people. Now, if you love music and you weren't born during that time or you weren't a kid in the 70s, then you owe it to yourself to learn your history. If more of us learned our history, we would have much more respect for the pioneers that came before us. You can't tell me what I didn't know that because I wasn't born. But if you love music, then you will research what came before you. I could go on and on about why the music was important when we were in school. One of my friends, Kurt Bailey, sent me a picture of our old music teacher, Mr. C.I. Williams. Kurt is in his 50s like me, and Kurt continues to play saxophone the way he learned how to play saxophone in junior high school. Kurt knows his music because Mr. C.I. Williams, who was a jazz saxophonist himself and had a couple of albums out, made sure that we learned the history of music. There are things that happened before you were born. Killer, I said. How many times do I have to say that? So I'm going to need super producer Krista and my man Cam Quotes to dig because right now we're about to get into the best black movie soundtracks of all time. And I'm going to take y'all on a little journey. And of course, I'm going to miss some shit. And when I miss some shit, I would love for you to hit me up and tell me what I missed. I'm going to start in the 1970s. And the movie that I'm going to start with in the 1970s is Car Wash. Now, Dre and Snoop later on did a movie called The Wash. But that movie was based on the original movie Car Wash about a bunch of different characters that worked at a car wash in Los Angeles. Richard Pryor was in this movie. The entire soundtrack to Car Wash was done by a group called Rolls Royce. One of the big records that came off of the, the Car Wash soundtrack was covered by Mary J. Blige. It's called I'm Going Down. Super producer Krista, first play me the original I'm Going Down, and then give me a little bit of Mary J. Blige's I'm Going Down right here.
Thank you. Another song that came off of that soundtrack was the title track to the movie Car Wash, and it was called Car Wash. This is in 1976, y'all. Okay, I just remember Car Wash as a kid. All right, 1976. Play me a little bit of Car Wash. At the car wash, whoa, 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 working up at the car wash. That was a hit record, y'all. Another hit record performed by Rolls Royce off the soundtrack to Car Wash. It's something that you probably know or your older brother know, and I bet you your mama know, your aunties know. It's a song called, I want to get next to you. Play me a little bit of that. Thank you, Super Producer Krista. In my opinion, those are the three songs that stood out off of that soundtrack. I'm going down, Car Wash, the title track, and I want to get next to you. That was in 1976. In 1971, Isaac Hayes, a man that I knew I knew very well. He used to be on a morning show at 97 Kiss in New York. I was on Hot 97. We're the same company, owned both of us. We was across the hall from each other. So I got to see him, love him. And know him every single morning for years. Isaac Hayes won an Academy Award from the theme from the movie called Shaft. Not the Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. The Shaft with Richard Roundtree. The original Shaft. 1971. Of course, the standout. The whole soundtrack was done by Isaac Hayes. But the standout Oscar winner song was the theme from Shaft. 1971, Super Producer Krista, give me a little bit of the theme from Shaft. Who is a man that would risk his neck for his brother, man? Can you dig it? Who is a man that would risk his neck for his brother, man? 
If you listen to that song very carefully, Jay-Z and their crew did Reservoir Dogs off the same track, which was produced by Eric Sermon and Rockwild. Go listen to it. I'm not going to play it right now, but go listen to it because I got to move on. 1972, Curtis Mayfield, who was a prolific singer and songwriter and producer, did the entire soundtrack to a movie that took the world by storm. Hold on, y'all. I'm back. So like I was saying, the movie was called Super Fly. And it was about a pimp. It's the black ex- exploitation era in the 70s when we used to go to the movies and see double features and all of that shit. Well, Curtis Mayfield did the entire soundtrack and there were some standout songs on his soundtrack. One, of course, being the title track, Superfly. Super producer Krista, give me a little of that. The dudes have envied him for so long. Oh, Superfly. You're gonna make your fortune by and by. But if you lose, don't ask no questions why. The only Dark in the night when the moon's shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. Whoo, super fly. You're going to make your money by and by. If you lose, don't ask no questions why. The only thing you know is do or die. Uh, 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 uh. I remember having that album. Another standout track on that album was called Freddy's Dead. Super producer Crystal, give me a little bit of Freddy's Dead. Thank you very much, Freddie's Dead. All about a junkie. That was that was crazy. That's what I said. Another standout track off that album was Ice T used this later on in his rap career. It was called Pusher Man. Give me a little bit of Pusher Man by Curtis Mayfield from the Superfly soundtrack. Some coke, have some weed. You know me, I'm your friend, your main boy. 
Thank you. Now give me a little of I'm your pusher from Ice T. Beats and lyrics, no beepers needed for this drug deal. I'm the big wheel, the dope I'm selling you. Don't smoke your feel out on the dance floor on my world tour. I'm selling dope in each and every record store. I'm the kingpin when the wax spins. Crack a smack or take you to a show in. You don't need it, just throw that stuff away. You want to get high, let the record play. Oh man, I like this dope here, man. It's feeling all right, boy. What'd you say your name was, man? Y'all see it? Okay. Another standout track that y'all might remember if you know your music was Give Me Your Love off that soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield. This record has been sampled so many damn times, I can't even tell you all the artists that sampled it. But Super Producer Krista, give me a little bit, give me your love. Okay, that was 1972. In 1973, another amazing movie comes out, and the movie is called The Mac. And the great singer Willie Hutch, once again, did the entire soundtrack. The standout song on that soundtrack, y'all might recognize by Willie Hutch, is called I Choose You. Super producer Krista, give me a little bit of I Choose You by Willie Hutch. Then give me some of I Choose You by Outkast and UGK. Let me get that. Thank you so much. Y'all see where I'm going with this? These were amazing soundtracks. Now, one of the big differences, a lot of times in the 70s, all of these soundtracks were done by one artist. It really wasn't until the 90s and late 80s that when soundtracks came out, we started adding more than one artist to the soundtrack, like a multitude of different artists. But mainly in the 70s, 
you chose one artist to do the soundtrack and one producer to produce the entire soundtrack, like Norman Whitfield. Look the name up. Track records longer than both of my arms put together. Now let's move on to also in 1973. There was a movie came out that was called Trouble Man. And Trouble Man, the entire soundtrack was done by Marvin Gaye, which turned out to be his 12th studio album for Mr. Marvin Gaye, the late great Marvin Gaye. So play me the Trouble Man theme, Miss Super Producer Krista, please. Now let's not forget, or oh, moving on to 1974, there was a movie about a garbage man that fell in love with a woman with a bunch of kids and how life in the projects were and things like that. Actually, with a little twist to it, this was the basis of Good Times. The movie was called Claudine, it's James Earl Jones and Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight in the pips and Curtis Mayfield did the soundtrack. Curtis Mayfield wrote and produced every song on the soundtrack, but because Gladys Knight was in the movie, of course you got to put Gladys Knight and the Pips on the soundtrack. The Gladys Knight and the Pips hit off of that was on and on. Play me a little bit of on and on from Gladys Knight and the Pips off the Claudine soundtrack, please. Thank you. Curtis Mayfield put the makings of you on the soundtrack. And when I play a little bit of it, you're going to really recognize this song. Give me a little bit of it, Super Producer Crystal. Add a little sugar, honeysuckle, and a great expression of happiness boy you couldn't miss with a dozen roses such would astound you the joy of children laughing around you these are the makings of you it is true the making of you. Thank you so very much. Isn't this amazing? Isn't, isn't all of these soundtracks, all of these black movies that were going down in the 70s, 
All of these soundtracks were amazing. There were so many dope movies that came out in the 70s, what they called the black exploitation era. But I don't call it black exploitation. I just call it the black movie magic era. Because as kids, we went to the movies to see all of these movies. These are just some of the movies that I'm naming right now that came out in the 70s. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember Cooley High? Did we forget about Cooley High, y'all? That's where the end of the road came from. I mean, no, 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 no. Not end of the road. Not end of the road. Uh, gee, it's not end of the road. It, oh, my God. Hold on, y'all. I didn't want to cheat y'all on this Cooley High soundtrack. But the Cooley High soundtrack had a bunch of records on there that we had already known about, right? Because it took a lot of music from the 50s and it put it on there like... Uh, you know, My Girl by The Temptations, uh, uh, Mickey's Monkey by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, uh, Reach Out and I'll Be There, I'll Be There. All of that stuff was already hit records when they put on here. But the standout record, like I was telling y'all about, I got it mixed up with the end of the row, was by a man by the name of G.C. Cameron, and it was It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. G.C. Cameron. It was it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Redone by Boys the Men. First play me the GC Cameron version. Then give me a little bit of the Boys the Men version. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How do I say I thought we'd get to see forever, but forever has flown away. It's so hard to say goodbye to And Cooley High came out in 1978, if I didn't mention that. Um, 1978 was a good year of movies, man. Cooley High came out in 1978. I think right around that time, Cornbread, Earl and Me came out. Didn't really have a soundtrack that popped off, but it really gave us a young Larry Fishburne. 
in that movie, and Jamal Wilkes was in that movie too. I believe that was either the 70s or the early 80s. But also in 1978, a super classic movie came out with a super classic soundtrack. Now, The Wizard of Oz was already a, a big movie, hit movie. The adaptation of The Wizard of Oz was The Wiz, and it was on Broadway, and it starred Stephanie Mills. When Barry Gordy and his partners decided to do The Wiz as a movie, they replaced Stephanie Mills with the one and only superstar, Diana Ross. Of course, Nipsey Russell was in there, not Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Russell played the Tin Man. I can't remember the gentleman's name that played the Cowardly Lion, but the Scarecrow was played by the one and only Michael Jackson. This soundtrack took the entire world by storm. Now, You Can't Win was on that soundtrack. Play me a little bit of You Can't Win. That's Michael Jackson singing that. Can You Feel a Brand New Day was also on that soundtrack. Can you play me a little Can You Feel a Brand New Day? Lena Horne was in The Wiz. Richard Pryor was in The Wiz. Believe in Yourself was on that soundtrack. Can you play me a little bit of Believe in Yourself? When you say it's yours Believe that you can go And the Diana Ross version of Home was on that soundtrack. Can you play me a little bit of that? When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing. When that makes the tall trees bend into leaning Suddenly the snowflakes that fall have a meaning Sprinkling the sea Nobody will ever be able to touch Stephanie Mills singing that song, not even Diana Ross. I am so sorry, y'all. I got to keep it 100% real. Those are my picks for the best black movie soundtracks of the 70s. Now, I'm quite sure that y'all can reach back and tell me some great soundtracks from movies of the 70s. I'm quite sure I forgot a few, but I would absolutely love to hear from you because we are going to continue 
And when I start on volume two for next week, I'll include the ones from volume one that y'all told me about. Okay. Let me make sure that I didn't forget anything that's off the top of my head that I had written down. Hold on. I'm back y'all. And I'm, I'm a super fucking prick, yo. I'm a super prick. I left out some shit. I told y'all I can't think of everything, man. I cannot think of everything. I forgot about Black Caesar, the soundtrack from 1973. Black Caesar was a movie about a black godfather in New York City. I believe it starred Fred, Fred Williamson. I remember seeing that movie in the movie theater. But the big record on that was Down and Out in New York. And that whole soundtrack was done by the one and only godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. Give me a little bit of Down and Out in New York from Black Caesar, the soundtrack. Uh, Diamond D also said to me, Willie Dynamite, which is another 70 movies, but I didn't really see anything that would stand out on that soundtrack. Now, Diamond D would know better than me because Diamond D is a producer, so he probably st took some stuff off of Willie Dynamite, sampled it, and made hit records for somebody, but he didn't specify that. Comeback Charleston Blue was Donny Hathaway did that entire soundtrack, so play me something off of Comeback Charleston Blue. It don't matter because it's Donny Hathaway. Oh, man, as we go on and on, I feel like the biggest idiot in the world. I want to thank Diamond D for reminding me about Black Caesar, Willie Dynamite, and Come Back Charleston Blue. Donny Hathaway is one of the greatest voices that we've ever had. And if you don't know who Donny Hathaway is, please do your research. He died way too soon. He had mental illness and he committed suicide. Donny Hathaway was that voice. Way before Luther, way before Freddie Jackson, Donny Hathaway, God, his range, his soul, the way he made you feel a song, Donny Hathaway was the shit. I'm telling y'all straight up, go grab some Donny Hathaway albums and just listen to it. So big up to uh, Diamond D, man, producer Diamond D, man. I love you, brother, and thank you so much for, for, for sending me them comments and reminding me of shit that I forgot. Also, in the 1970s, Curtis Mayfield does it again writes and produces for a movie that was a big fucking hit movie, part of the trilogy. Do y'all remember Let's Do It Again with Cindy Portier and Bill Cosby? Did you have to remember the title track by the Staple Singers, written and produced by Curtis Mayfield, Let's Do It in the Morning, Doom, a Sweet Dreams in the Summertime. Now, if you remember, 
Just kick it. Do, do, do. That's from fucking Let's Do It Again. So please play Let's Do It Again by the Staples Singers and then give me the escape. Thank you very much. Now let's go back into 1972. I totally forgot about this. And I want to say what's up to my man, Kenny Buford out there, writer and producer, one of the greatest writers from the movie. I mean, from the movie, from the TV series, Martin, who should have been invited to the Martin reunion because he wrote a lot of those dope ass episodes. Kenny Buford used to work with me at MTV when I was on your MTV rap. He hit me up and was like, Ed, how the fuck can you forget Lady Sings the Blues? I should be ashamed of myself. That was Diana Ross's first, first solo number one record. The first one. She had a lot of number ones with the Supremes. But in 1972, she starred as Billie Holiday and Lady Sings the Blues. Guess who else was in there? Billy D. Williams, Richard Pryor. Catch it? Catch it? These are all the black stars of the 70s. And she sang a lot of uh, Lady Day's music. And she did a cover of Lover Man as part of the soundtrack for Lady Sings the Blues. Can you please play me Lover Man uh, from the soundtrack of Lady Sings the Blues in 1972? But I'm feeling so sad I long to try something I never had Never had no kissing Oh, what I've been missing Love a man, oh, where can you be? The night is cold And I'm so all alone I'd give my soul Just to call you my own Thank you. All right, y'all. Before I get up out of here on this podcast, I have to add the 1974 movie. See, I'm such a fucking idiot. Uptown Saturday Night. Now, I did Let's Do It Again, but Uptown Saturday Night was the one that set the whole trilogy off, right? Uptown Saturday Night 
remember the song How I Got Over. Remember that? So I had to find out who sang How I Got Over. How I Got Over. So, to producer Krista, please play me How I Got Over from Uptown Saturday Night. Now, here's something interesting about it. Aretha Franklin recorded an up-tempo alternate version of the song on her 1972 album, Amazing Grace. And this same arrangement was performed twice in the 1974 Sidney Poitier film with Bill Cosby, Uptown Saturday Night, by the film's church choir with an alternate singer. It wasn't Aretha Franklin, but no credits were given, and it was produced by Tom Scott. That is pretty damn incredible. Nobody knows who that it was the film's church choir, but who was the young lady singing lead on How I Got Over? Because that is one of the standout songs off of that soundtrack. That's the one I remember the most. The other ones are just a bunch of different songs that had already been out there. Take the A-Train, Duke Ellington, The Joint is Jumpin', Satin Doll, The Ladies of Tramp, Minnie the Moocha. But How I Got Over was the song that really, really really stood out out of all of those songs off that soundtrack. Uptown Saturday Night, 1974. That's the record that set it off. On my next one, I will touch the 80s. Now, if you have something that you think I forgot from the 70s, please hit me on my Instagram at edlover or just hit me up on the comments anywhere you can find me on Come On Sunday Podcast on Facebook, however you get to me, get to me. And I will include that in the beginning of the one that I'm going to do about the 80s. Now, the first and foremost, the one that stands out the most in the 80s to me right now is by that purple guy. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I will be back with you next week with another episode of Kibbutz Sunday Podcast, the best black movie soundtracks of all time. Until then, y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful. If you can't be careful, make a baby to a soundtrack. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning me in and not tuning me out. Remember, I give you the good shit and never the bullshit. Right here on Come On, Son. The podcast. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I love y'all, man. Thanks for listening. Peace. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.